0: A Rich Tradition College Football Podcast is now live.
1: Hello and welcome to A Rich Tradition College Football Podcast. I'm Spencer Van Horn and he's Robbie Dentonhol. Two friends, one love and that is college football. Roberto, how are you my friend?
0: Well, Spencer, if we go by if we go by four of the last like 7 days the sky is falling, Kirby sucks, George is in the in gonna die, and there's no reason to watch college football any longer.
1: Correct. I I agree. You are um there Athens no longer exists and Yep. You know? We've seen just, this we've seen this before, I guess.
0: Yeah, just you know, how you know how dare how dare Kirby lose lose a five star recruit to a school who's where the kid's dad is you know, his name is on the stadium his you know his uncle works for the team you know how dare he lose a player to that to that team and a team that's willing to pay him a lot of money how dare he how dare he spencer
1: right and it's not like georgia has a a bunch of excellent uh track records with five star quarterbacks so i mean just, just add him yeah. to the list of <laughs> <Yeah>, five star just... <laughs> quarterbacks that don't work out at georgia <laughs>
0: Well, so. the good thing the, the good thing is and and I uh, you know you and I have not really we actually haven't been able to connect very much over the last week uh since we recorded last um but like one of the things I mean y- you pointed out a great a great thing here we it's, there's been so many five star quarterbacks that have not worked out in Georgia but one of the things that I've always said about specifically like just Justin Fields and we're not going to go into all that I'm just just him specifically I wish that he never would have committed to Georgia never would have come I, I wish that he just would have never come and, and none of this stuff would have happened the way it did. And I'm just glad that Rayola did not come. Because
1: if this isn't where his heart is, right. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And that, that's, that's my point because especially like if you, if, if those who don't remember with Justin Fields, he was originally committed to Penn state and decommitted and committed to Georgia. Um, Here. I, I just would have much rather, I much rather this happened now. Like you know, it's it's a very bad analogy, but it's like it's like when you're dating somebody. Hey, if you're gonna cheat on me, just go ahead and break up with me before you cheat on me. You know, you know what I'm saying, Spencer?
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how you feel a lot about the transfer portal right now. It just sort of seems all of these great recruits are here and there, and you know, here we got this guy, and oh my gosh, Florida's gonna get this guy, or you know, whatever other program is gonna get whatever other hot shot. And you kind of think to yourself, well, I mean, in a year's time from now, who's to say that kid is still at that place? We did this with, with Archie Manning going into last year that it was kind of like, okay, maybe he commits to Georgia or maybe he commits to Texas or wherever. And who's to say he's going to be there after a year? Yeah. So and that, now I, unfortunately, <clears throat> even after two years, that is still up in the air. Arch could go and play for Texas <clears throat> one year. And the way we're watching things in some cases right now, you know, could go and play for them this upcoming season and still transfer after, you know, having a starting season over there. So it's, I mean, yeah. the transfer portal is a very interesting place and the free agency aspect from year to year that players have access to is a really interesting thing.
0: Yeah. So th- th- this is going to be a segue into the main, like, so we're, we have essentially like three main points today one we are going to talk about um we are going to talk about some bowl games between now and christmas day um kind of talk about our favorites uh talk about them a little bit we are going to dive in deep into national signing day and the transfer portal currently as we stand um and and so that's kind of where we're going to be today um spencer kind of like do you want to start with the georgia stuff because there's a lot a lot of georgia stuff do you want to start with that or do you want to hold that till later?
1: I can start there.
0: Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the Georgia stuff. Dylan Rayle today, um, today being Monday, uh, December 18th, he announced that he is uh, decommitting from Georgia and he's going to go to Nebraska. I hope you do well, kid. Um, at the same time, within this, I, I can't, I don't know if it was 10 minutes before or 10 minutes after, Carson Beck announces that he is returning for his senior year. Spencer, do you have uh, any possibility at all that maybe Kirby Smart planned it that way? You think maybe?
1: No, I doubt it. I doubt he planned it that way. Um, it certainly is. It works out nicely because Georgia doesn't have to panic at the quarterback position, so that's nice. But uh, no, I don't think
0: you plan it that way. I, and see, I I think he did. I think he did. I think he. I think he's. How so? I think he. I think he literally told Carson back wait until dylan announces he's decommitting and you announce that you're coming
1: because oh, that okay i thought that, you meant like i i was i was mapping it i was spanning it out larger okay
0: but does that make sense now annou-
1: the announcements okay yeah sure maybe you yeah the announcement
0: that, part of it sure okay um and so let, let's just kind of talk about a couple of things you know georgia gets there you know Heisman caliber quarterback but back for another year. He is like right now it seems that everybody in that wide receiver room except for Ladd McConkey question mark dot 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 um is everyone besides him is coming back uh so so we we George is going to have a really good wide receiver room um and and we're going to talk about in a minute of kind of the prospects of of players we're hearing about that are that that could potentially come to Georgia, and I'll kind of kind of give you guys uh, some insight of what I think is going to happen there. Um, Spencer, like, I'm assuming you felt positive, but like, what kind of what's your reaction to Carson Beck announcing he's staying?
1: Yeah, positive for sure. Um, it's a good spot for Georgia to be in to have. I mean, we talked about that the other day. One of our last episodes, it's, it's a great part of the transfer portal for a lot of coaches to be able to go out and snag somebody who has experience. You go and you grab somebody who's got two or three years of experience playing in another system, Kentucky and Devin Leary. Even though that didn't pan out quite the way Kentucky would have liked for it to because Devin didn't play super well, if you can go out and get a guy with a bunch of experience under his belt, that can be beneficial to you. Um, now, again, that's a bad example for Kentucky, but ultimately the idea is: well, we need somebody to hold down that quarterback spot. Let's go get, let's go get that, and that's something that the portal provides. And in this case, for Georgia, it's not the portal; it's your own locker room that provides yourself with somebody who's got a full year of starting experience, a really good track record as a as a starting quarterback. And somebody who knows your system and is returning, because that that's the thing you could say is the difference for a Devin Leary and Kentucky. Leary's probably got to be a guy that says, hey, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to fit into that system. I think Sam yeah. Hartman thought one way about his transferring to Notre Dame, and then the offensive coordinator leaves for Alabama and things maybe get switched up and Sam Hartman gets caught in a weird spot. So for Georgia and Carson Beck, you don't have that problem. You're going to be in there with Mike Bobo, most likely. And even if it's not Mike Bobo, then it is, you know, Georgia's probably going to hire somebody that will still be able to run a very similar system to what Georgia's been running, and Carson Beck will slide right into whatever that is. Most likely, I, I don't have any expectation that it's not going to be Um, Mike Bobo but yes absolutely positive Georgia gets a starting quarterback to return and that's that's one less thing to have to worry
0: about yeah no completely agree um so to continue uh you know I'm not saying it's like it's not like Stetson been in 100% because you know Stetson got got you know got a national championship you know his two seasons as a starter um but I also think there there is some relief, and they talked about this a lot with with uh, Stetson Bennett. His second year, there was a lot of relief. His second year of not of being able to take the whole offseason of being the starter, there was no competition. There was no one on his heels, you know. This past some this past off season, you know, it it was a competition between Brock and Carson Beck, and from what we've been told, like it was it was pretty close. But this year, now it's a okay. This is Beck's team. He gets to take the offseason and just prepare. And I think there's a benefit to that, right? I mean, we, you would agree with that.
1: Yes. Sorry, I had the mic muted. Yes.
0: No, 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 it's okay. Um, also, I, I'm i I'm, uh, Graham, our boy Graham Coffee over at Players Lounge. They have uh, moved from Dog Central to the Players Lounge, which is uh, your place to go for all things Georgia to talk, um, have chats and, and get updates on stuff. Um, I'm stealing this from him, but hashtag run it Beck. Um, I uh said run That's it back cute. run it back yeah I like that um all right Spencer so let's kind of talk about a couple of things that have been going on since um or over, over the last couple of days outside of just the quarterback situation there is a really strong possibility that Georgia is going to be getting um a player called London Humphreys I think I mentioned him last week he is a freshman wide receiver from Vanderbilt um and some of you may say oh what's Vanderbilt well um if you go back and watch the Georgia Vanderbilt game, he is the kid who scored the long touchdown on Georgia. Um, he is the number one rated wide receiver in the transfer portal. And for all things, all things considered, all things talking about uh, from what I've been told, he's coming to Georgia. So Georgia will have another, another uh, big target coming in from the transfer portal. It does seem that Georgia is going to re- seem to rely on the transfer portal for these kind of players. Um, any reaction to that? Cause I know we haven't really talked much about it. Any reaction to that before we go to the next stuff?
1: Um, anytime, I mean, you, you're losing Brock Bowers and it sounds like lad McConkey's kind of up in the air at this point. If lads not back, those are your two kind of safety net guys. Now, uh, Dominic Lovett. Um, Marcus Roseme and and those guys, Jack Saint and and whatnot. You know those guys have stepped up in in moments. Can they do that kind of consistently? Can they be a little bit more of go to guys? Uh, hopefully they can develop into that. But if you can add another guy to that arsenal who can help alleviate a lot of the pressure off of other people, then you could go along. That that's always a good thing. Anytime you can force the defense to be as Accounting for as much as Georgia has had to make people account for this past season, that's always a good place to be. So yes, a uh, great, great pickup there. Anytime you can bolster the wide receiver position and have yourself more weapons to throw to, that's always a good thing. More things for the defense to cover.
0: Next, um, this is not as big of a deal. Um, but Georgia's punter, um, Brett Thorson, uh, will be back for his uh for one more year as uh george's punter so um really excited about that um it'd be a yeah. real
1: easy job just uh sit on yeah. the sidelines and hang out yeah
0: yeah don't, don't really have to punt a lot um spencer then we have travis Etienne. if that number sounds if that name sounds familiar it's because or i'm sorry trevor Etienne. if it sounds familiar because his brother travis Etienne played at Clipson, and he plays for the Jacksonville jaguars it is expected that Trevor Etienne will be coming to the University of Georgia as well. Any expectation or any comment on that?
1: Georgia Former. could use a little bit, uh, and and we talked about this during the season. Love me some, Dewan um, Edwards. Uh, Edwards. Yep. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Uh, but if you can be more dynamic in the backfield, that's always a good thing, and. Trevor ETN, Travis ETN, the ETN brothers are <laughs> are dynamic guys. They are. So if you can catch the ball out of the backfield, I don't know if this guy reminds you of um, McIntosh, but it feels like he has a lot of similar tools, a very versatile player like that. So I think if Georgia can land that and give themselves another pass catcher and somebody who can be dynamic out of the backfield, um, again, the more weapons, the merrier.
0: Yeah, man. Um uh, you know, for those that don't know, he was at Florida. He I mean he is a really good running back. Um I'm I'm very excited. Um, it, especially if they get him because like you just said, like I, I love Edwards. I, I love Chris Milton. Um I'm sorry, Kim Milton. Uh, Chris Milton's his father. Uh Kim Milton, like the kid works so hard to get to a place where he could actually be, you know. Be in a position of of a good running back, a reliable running back, and boy, was he that the, you know, especially the latter half of the year. Um, I would love to see him come back. I don't know if it's pro- I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Probably not, because um, you know, as a running back, you only have so many miles on those legs. Um, but if they're able to get Trevor, and he's
1: a guy. Well, I was just going to add, he and he's a guy that's been beat up. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, in so, so I, I do think Etienne br- brings in a a really awesome a really awesome spark. Like he, he is that, he is that breakaway speed kind of guy. Um, just really quick. I, I do want to mention these names because like a lot of people don't r- r- think about these names because they were either injured or they weren't a- really able to play, but we have Roger Robertson. We have, um, Kyron Jones who is coming in, um, as well. Um, I got to find, I got to find the other running back and I can't find him right now off the top of my head. Um, another young guy, uh, he was injured Paul? this year, huh? Paul? No, there's Branson Robinson and there. Oh, they're, that's what it is. It's Branson Robinson and Roger Robertson, who are two two stud running backs who both got hurt. Andrew Paul, yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Uh, Paul as well. All three are very very talented. George is going to have very much like running back by committee again next year. It's going to be, but but these dudes are all. How do I put this? Because I don't want to. I don't want to belittle the kid. I was just praising. Kendall Milton was really good at what he does. These guys do that better and are also more athletic than he is. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see them see see these guys next year. The running back room is going to be really good for Georgia. Um, all right, Spencer. So here are the two big pieces. Okay, of news. I don't know if you've heard it all or i don't think we've talked about one is that <clears throat> georgia because of saving money with the dylan realis situation have been able to now join in on the kj bolden sweepstakes sweepstakes now a lot of people aren't talking about it on the national new na- national recruiting media and they probably shouldn't until you know unless kj was able to get on campus at georgia which he which he wasn't um but just just something to pay attention to because signing days in two days the big news, though, Spencer, and this is what I want to—I re- I, I would like a reaction from you on—is Georgia has become a heavy player for a player for the player in the transfer portal, the number one player in the transfer portal, Walter Nolden. Like Georgia, from what I've been told, Georgia is actually not—they're not letting money be an issue here, and they're going after him hardcore. For those that don't know, Walter Nolan is the number one player in the transfer portal. He was the number one player two years ago in the recruiting class that went to Texas A&M. This is from uh, A&M's infamous, like, best recruiting class ever that they bought so much of. So, Spencer, and, and, and apparently, like, he was supposed to be a slam dunk for Ole Miss. Went to Ole Miss this past weekend, and then Georgia started hollering. And started talking about matching the money and doing pr- producing NFL talent like they have, and so he's giving it a second thought, and he and he's no longer a slam dunk for Ole Miss. Um, what say you, Spencer?
1: So Georgia wins back to back national championships with um, two Philadelphia Eagle players, uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Carter and the other really big mammoth. Uh, up front, his name's escaping. Yeah, Davis, thank you. So, and, and it, was a comp, it was a talking point at times this season that Georgia just wasn't the same up front as they were with Jordan Davis.
0: And it was accurate, and, too, just in add to that.
1: Right, sure. And you watch the, the game against Alabama, and that's where the difference really showed up the most throughout uh, for the season, or from a season overall standpoint. Most of the year, Georgia was fine on the defensive line and they stopped and shut down run games left and right after having little moments here against Tennessee or moments there against Ole Miss, whatever, Georgia did a really good job of step stepping up and stopping. But it was against Alabama, it was in late in that fourth quarter, not able to get a stop, some of it being on the ground kind of stuff right up the middle that Georgia had a hard time matching. So against those other elite offensive lines, Georgia was getting. Pushed around, uh, at least in very specific times of the ball game when they didn't need to have that happen. So a guy like Walter Nolan could sort of get Georgia back on track up front, adding to the to the pieces they already have of really really good solid players. Walter Nolan could um uh, could be a difference maker for the Dogs like Travis or uh, excuse me uh, Davis and Carter were. At least that's my that's my. That's my view on things. That's how I understand Walter Nolan to be.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. He is a game breaker. He is a game breaker at, on the defensive line. He is, uh, for those that don't know, t- two years ago when this, when signing day was coming around, like George was in this. George was in this until the last weekend before signing day. Where the money just spoke to Walter Nolan over anything else. And now we've seen what has happened to that recruiting class when you when you only go for the money, you only go for the best players. Man, it it is it is hard to keep that together whenever you're not able to keep whenever you're not able to produce on the field the things that you want as a coach. And and so whenever you're looking at this situation now. Georgia has to go after. Georgia needs a running back, wide receiver, and defensive lineman. Those are the three things that Georgia has to have going into next season. And from what I've been told, I I don't have names for the other for the other position group here in a second. But I know for a fact that they are going hardcore after Etienne. Is expected him to go to Georgia. I know they are going hardcore after Nolan, and they're going hardcore after another player called L. J. Overton. They are going hardcore to these players because they know they need a, a they need a three technique defensive tackle, which is what Walter Nolan is, and they need a game breaker on the defensive line, and that's what they're going after. And then third, the last one, and then we can move on to other transfer portal stuff. Spencer, is George is expected to go big, go big again for another wide receiver in the portal. There have been no names there, but what's been said is quote, the players that Georgia are going after at wide receiver aren't in the transfer portal yet. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's going to lead to. But I do think it's interesting that people forget there's still another several weeks of this going on. And there's, there's teams who are in bowl games, teams who are in the playoff that could be losing a couple of players, and it seems that maybe Georgia may go after them.
1: You know, I do think that that's that's interesting because you go back. Obviously, London Humphreys goes a long way. Marcus Roseme, um, Dominic Lovett. Those are three guys that really stand out and could be a lot of fun. And I'm sure that there are some other recruits as well out there. Um, Brock Bowers was sort of a difference maker for you, even though he was out at times. Is this sort of a call to say we don't want to end up in another spot where I'm trying to I'm trying to make this a the emphasis of this goes back to that game against Alabama, but I'm not sure exactly how to line it up. Mm-hmm. But Georgia, maybe maybe Georgia's just trying to say we're going to get uh, London Humphreys and he's going to replace you know that position of. Lad McConkey, and then we're gonna go get somebody who's gonna be the game breaker, like Brock was. Uh, that's the only thing I can think that this is this is for.
0: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I don't, I don't feel an overwhelming need for Georgia At wide receiver outside of it's never bad to go get a game changer.
0: Yeah, I, and and also I, I think we've just learned that in this day and age of the transfer portal that. In in this day of a transfer portal, you can go and fix an issue, an issue, not all your issues. You can go solve an issue in the transfer portal. Kirby has done this. It seems that he is now doing this in back-to-back years. Last year, you know, they knew they needed talent at the wide receiver room. Went and got Dominic Lovett and Rob Ra Thomas. This year, it does seem like there does seem to be a – there seems to be a a couple of spots that could be handled with some depth. It is like, I, I actually really like our wide receiver room as is, but if you're able to get, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't even have a name. I don't even know someone I could throw out there that would fit this. So, uh, you know, we'll just say London, London Humphreys. We know that. And, you know, someone else you go get, you go get this and you fill the need, but then the spot where you have to find a, Kirby does not want to, Kirby is not going to lose the same way twice he's not going to allow himself to get bullied again on the defensive and offensive line. Again, I just, I firmly believe that. Sure. You know? Um, Okay. All right. Do you have any other comments or questions about, um, about Georgia stuff?
1: What is the number of players in the portal for Georgia? Like how many players are leaving Georgia in the portal?
0: That is a great question. That number. uh, Yeah. Is it?
1: I just heard somebody say it was fifteen or sixteen.
0: I think it is. Um, I think it is. Hold on. And that's a big number. Y- yes, and I'm
1: not. I'm not hitting the panic button or anything I know, I like know. that.
0: But let but me. Man,
1: that's a big number.
0: Let me help you with that though. Okay. It. It. I think it is fifteen. That it is fifteen. However, Spencer, do you know how many players Georgia lost last year in the transfer portal? Yes. You know, how many they the lost the year before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's serious. Good job. Good good job guessing. And and
1: a and a good portion of the fifteen, yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. Are not, not all of them are Dumas Johnson guys who started for us.
0: No, a lot of and, these are yeah.
1: high caliber, or high starred players, but not guys that were playing right away.
0: Yes, exactly. Say thank you for bringing up the Dumas Johnson thing. I, I forgot about him. I, I just want to mention this, Dumas Johnson like a, a lot of these players that are in the transfer portal right now and 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 look y'all y'all can say oh robbie you're carrying water for kirby or you're making excuses I like i i don't think it is that but spencer i'll let you critique me on this if it is especially dumas johnson he looked at the fact that Ryland and cj are taking his spot and smile Munden is coming back next year he was not going to be able to start he was not going to be able to play if like i'm sorry I remember the Auburn game last year where he got freaking owned because he was not fast enough to get to the edge. And then he got hurt. And then we and then he came back and had a couple of really good games back to back. And people want to say, you know, oh, man, what a great leader and great player. Yes, he was a great leader, but he was like he was not as fast as as Georgia has needed at that position. And he got burned at time and coverage. He got burned on the edge. Alabama lit him or Alabama would have lit him up if he was on the field. And so Georgia had to start two true freshmen along with smile London, you know, who was injured himself in that game. And so he, he was encouraged to say, Hey, you're, you you know, your spot is no longer guaranteed. And so he, he left and he's probably going to go to Auburn, which I find hilarious because it's going to be really great whenever Georgia is setting up wheel routes against him and he's not able to cover. But so, so I say that to go to the, the overall 15 players that are in the transfer portal. There's probably going to be a couple more after the bowl game going into the spring. Spencer, do you know how many players Georgia has early enrolling that are on, that are practicing with the team this week? Upcoming freshmen. Seven. <laughs> no. 21 oh wow
1: of the 27 commits
0: yes of the 27 possibly 28 commits georgia has 21 of them who are early enrolled and going to be at practice over these next two weeks to make room georgia had to cut not not literally cut say get out the door they had they had to encourage these guys to go so they would have space. Now, some of these guys are leaving because they want, you know, they not necessarily NIL money, but they want to go and they, they want to play somewhere else. Go look and see these guys where these guys are going to play, man. Like, I mean, except for Brock Vandergriff, who's going to Kentucky, you know, you know, I, I respect Brock Vandergriff. He stayed his three years. He got his degree and now he's going to Kentucky. There's a reason why he wasn't starting for Georgia. And people are going to see that very soon when they play Kentucky next season. Um, but You know, Yaziz Hayes, you know, he's going, he's going to Syracuse where Fran Brown, defensive backs coach for Georgia just went because he got a head coaching job, which is awesome for him. You know, um, Makai Muse, you know, like he he left, you know, a lot of people want to point to him like, you know, man, why, uh, why did he leave? Well, for those that didn't know, he didn't even have a scholarship at Georgia and Kirby did not offer him one. (laughs) Kirby did not offer him. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, he, he did a great job with the kick return stuff, but he didn't really get to return too many kicks, and that he was really all he was on the roster for.
0: Yeah, and he fumbled a lot. Did he muff like, the punt a lot? He, 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 he muffed punts at least a handful of times, but there were other times where he was given the ball and fumbled it. Now, it wasn't fumbles for loss every time, but, man, it was, it was rough. He he just I mean, there there were times where you know he just didn't do exactly what he's supposed to do. I Thank God he got that punt return. I hope he does he does incredible things at um at Syracuse. I really do. But I I just wanted to point out like, the sky is not falling in any way, shape, or form. Are there was it fun losing Dylan Rayola? No, but like I pointed out last week, Georgia has a has a quarterback named Ryan Puglisi. Who knew, who knew about Dylan coming in and was wanted. He, he said numerous times that he wanted the competition. He wanted to come to Georgia. And also, I know for a fact, Spencer, because of my buddy who works there in the recruiting office, there is a team that called Dylan Rayo or that called Brian Puglisi and said, name your price. And his response to that coach was, coach, I'm going to go play at Georgia. This kid is this kid's really good. He he showed out really well at Elite 11. We talked about this last week when we did our emotional breakdown of Dylan leaving Georgia. That part sucked. You know, it sucks losing players, but whenever you're looking at it from perspective of Georgia having constant talent coming in and out of this program, it doesn't bother me at all. Like we're fine. Georgia is fine.
1: All right, what else we got?
0: All right, Spitzer. So let's let's talk about a couple of other things on the transfer portal side. Um, man, it uh it's kind of crazy, but um, and of course I'm going to forget his name. Um, oh crap, muffin. Hold on, let me find his name real quick. Quarterback. uh, uh Moore. Um, Dante Moore has committed yeah. to Oregon. Good for them. How do you feel about that because one? What, I, do
1: what, what does Oregon have behind Bo Nix?
0: Well, they went and guy Thompson. Oh no, well, Ty what,
1: Thompson still there.
0: No, he left. But but apparently, don't you remember last week we talked about Dylan? Uh, Dylan, um, Dylan Gabriel went to Oregon as well.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Big quarterback uh, competition. But again, that you know that sets Dan Landing up in a nice spot to say, hey. True freshman, come in here and, and and rip it up. You've you've got some playing time experience. You've been on the field some there for UCLA. So go rip it up and adapt to this uh this new system that we have. And Dylan Gabriel, you got all this experience, man. You have an opportunity to throw those two guys out in the pit and say, fight it out. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true.
1: And I think if you're I think if you're a coach, and you're wanting dogs and you're wanting guys that are gonna compete and gonna fight and gonna scrape and scrap and claw, then yeah, you go and you put people in that position right there. I and you can't my, you can't tell, I don't think you want to tell a guy like Dylan Gabriel, here it's yours. You know, I think yeah. you want to push him.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I I think that's a really good point. Um we got um Recently, we had Aiden Childs, um, commit to going to Michigan State. So he left Oregon State, quarterback, uh, four-star quarterback, who has gone to Michigan State. Um, followed his coach from Oregon State to Michigan State. Um, any reaction to that? I I, I really like it, but I I don't know what he's gonna have around him. That's what I'm worried about.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, it's, I hate that for Oregon State. You feel like, hey, we're building, and hey, there's all this stuff. And then not only does your coach leave, but then it's, you know, your coach takes everybody with you, and it's, and it's like, man, how do these programs? I don't want to say survive. I don't want it to sound that bleak, but yeah. it's like, man, what do you, what do you do? It's that, and that's just such. You get, you get, you get Billy from two different ends, and I guess it is sort of. How do, you, how do you survive that? What do you do with that? Not only your coach leaves, but then he's taking all these players with him as well. That's a, that's a tough spot for Oregon State or for any other any other school.
0: Yeah, um, I, I yeah, Oregon State's in a tough spot, man. I, it sucks. Um, you know, Georgia loses now. Also, to to mention, you know, Georgia losing a a player that that they really didn't want to lose, and that's AJ Harris a uh, uh, four-star cornerback who got into the portal but again it, it goes back to seeing what's ahead of him seeing that apparently Georgia was able to talk Julian Humphreys into staying um and you got Ellis Robinson coming in which we'll, we'll talk about the recruiting class stuff here in a minute but you got Ellis Robinson coming in who's ex- who could potentially be the starter you got Everett who who is returning for this Georgia team um just you know goes in and Spencer then you got Cam Ward now, Kim Ward has visited FSU. He has visited Miami. DJU has vis- has visited uh, FSU as well. Spencer, like, how are you? Kind of like, do you do you kind of have a place where you want Cam Ward to go? What what are, what are your thoughts on this? Florida State. Really?
1: Yeah, head on over there to to Tallahassee. And okay. Sort of open it up uh, there with. With what seems to be a really nice set of receivers, I know they got some guys that they're that are headed to the NFL, but that's a program there at Florida State that's obviously building and collecting talent. And yeah, Cam Ward could have a could have a lot of fun there and playing in the ACC. I, I feel if I had to pick, it seems like Cam Ward would be the one that would make Florida State the more entertaining product. And I don't know if. I mean, DJU left the ACC for the SEC and had a resurgence. We saw several quarterbacks do that. Michael Penix and uh, Bo Nix, and some of that was coaching and good fits and all those things. Does DJU really want to come back to the ACC? I'm sure there's an itch for him to say, I want to prove myself over there. Okay, and maybe if he gets into the right system, he'd be fine. But... I don't know. If I had to take my pick and I'm an FSU fan, something says I'm leaning Cam Ward.
0: Yeah. I I actually think there's a world in which I know this is gonna sound bad because of what happened with Jordan Travis because I I enjoyed watching him, but there's a world in which where I could see Cam Ward actually be better for FSU than Jordan Travis was. Um
1: Yeah, maybe it seems like Cam's more polished of a although, throw. I mean yeah, although Cam's had his in in um, he's had his run-ins with turnovers and such, and and he's mm-hmm. no stranger to a bad game. But uh, it feels like you you might yeah, I could see that.
0: Okay. Oh man, I'm so sorry, Spencer. All right, Spencer. So let's um, let's take a minute. I gotta bring the I gotta bring the team together. Let's talk about someone who is apparently just crushing the transfer portal and that is the Ole miss rebels. Yeah. Spencer, here is who they have signed so far or got commits for them for. <clears throat> Princely humane <you> melee. <laughs> Florida, Florida's one elite pass rusher going to Ole Miss. Tyler Barrett, Tennessee's elite pass rusher going to Ole Miss. Juice Wells, it seems like the only talented player they had on that team at times last year at South Carolina, going to Ole Miss, and then and then you know a strays strays of three stars across the board. Um, after that, it seems that they are obviously they are heavily in the mix for um, Walter Nolan. Since they're like, what is it like? What's your reaction to this? To them going all
1: SEC players,
0: all SEC players. Um,
1: <laughs> in uh, at least the what the top five guys are SEC players: Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina. Rob's already mentioned all of those being some of the top players on those teams. A uh, Mississippi State uh, defensive back, uh, DeCameron Richards uh, okay. Richardson, and then um, Chris Paul Jr., a uh, a linebacker from Arkansas. So yeah, it seems like they're ripping apart the rest of the SEC to try to bolster their roster. So on one hand it's kind of like man they're just taking people from all over the SEC but then on the other hand I think Lane Kiffin is doing this because he has to not particularly because he wants to. Agreed. I don't That's I don't great, yes. understand yeah, I don't understand Ole Miss to be a dominant program when it comes to pulling high school players. Like that was one of the things that made Auburn interesting to Lane Kiffin was you can go to Auburn and you can get high school players to Auburn. You have the resources, you have the proximity, you have all the different things that you need to go and make that happen. At Ole Miss, you don't have the same, the same stuff. And I'm not, I can't split the hairs and tell you exactly what all those different things are, but the conversation has been, Ole Miss has not been a place traditionally that you can just go and get gobs and gobs and gobs of high school players like you can at Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, wherever. So this is something that I think Lane Kiffin does because he knows he has to, because he can't build his roster through, through high school recruiting the way he knows he's supposed to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Um, they were a top 10 team last year, even though I didn't buy it because their defense was so bad. Um, you know, and then look what they do. They go get a bunch of players
1: or defense. Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: they go get a bunch of dudes on defense. Now here's going to be my, like to, to nitpick a little bit. One of their biggest issues was the interior of their defensive line as well. And their defensive backfield. And while yes, going and getting starters from these other teams, man, Tamarian McDonald is not someone that's going to be missed at Tennessee. You know what I'm saying, Spencer? Like they're not going, they they're not going to get game breakers on the defensive side of the ball. As far as like in the backfield. Now these pass rushers are dudes. Uh Juice Wells is awesome. Uh the De- De- Richardson, he is a really good player. But their defense was just so bad last year. Just so bad. I just kind of feel like maybe they need it, they need more. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And, and it's almost like to a, to a point you're thinking you got to go get some good coaches to coach these guys up is, is the other part. I think that would be the other thing. If you're Lane Kiffin and you understand Ole Miss just has certain limitations when it comes to certain things, go out and try to get the, the players you can that have some experience, yada, 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 and then go and try to get those guys in the best possible position for themselves And go get coaches that can coach them up and get them to where they need to be, at least just from an understanding standpoint. Um, That always seemed to be the thing that that Phil Knight, uh, not Phil Knight, but uh, Bob Knight, Bob Knight, Bill Knight, Bob Knight wanted at Indiana with basketball. I just want to go get players that can run my system and that can do what I'm telling them to do and be where I'm telling them to be. And they don't have to be the five star superstars. I just need them to be able to do what I want them to do, and if they can execute, then we're in a great position. And maybe that's you know it, I, I'm thinking of Utah a lot when I when I'm saying this. It feels like Utah always gets their players in the right position, doing the right stuff, and they're never they're not going to get beat very often. Being dumb and being out of position. That's yeah. kind of sounds like the next thing that Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss should try to. Obviously, Lane wants to hire good coaches, but yeah. that might be the next thing to do is, you know, go go sharpen these tools. Once you bring these players, these uh, slightly better, but maybe not elite players in, get them as sharp as you possibly can.
0: No, that's good. I, I think. disciplined, D- Better disciplined play from their defense, because here's the thing, Spencer, and, you know, Josh Pate mentioned this. I think, a couple of days ago on his show, so I'll steal it from him. If you look at the upcoming 2024 schedule, which we haven't really had a chance to talk about, that's part of this, too, tonight. Spencer, Ole Miss kind of got the easier the easier uh, deal, if you want to say that, on the on the schedule for next year. Have you looked at their schedule for next year yet?
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: It's yeah, that not, doesn't
1: yeah, that doesn't scream outrageous for sure.
0: No, and you, you return Jackson Dart, you return uh, uh Judkins, you return uh uh the wide receiver who's really good for them. Um oh my gosh. I don't remember his name. Um you know who I'm talking about, though. Uh th- they return their other wa- elite wide receiver and Spencer here. They're out of conference games for those who uh can't see this in front of you. Furman, Middle Tennessee State, Wake Forest, and Georgia Southern. And in their home games are Kentucky, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Mississippi State. Now, obviously, that Oklahoma and Georgia game are going to be a little tough. I mean, they're going to be it's going to be tough. But their only away game that's going to be tough, Spencer, is at LSU, an LSU team that is no longer going to have Jaden Daniels. So,
1: well, and you and you will have to go to um, you will have to go to Gainesville late in the season on the 23rd. That could be <laughs> a tough spot. Uh, Florida could be in a better position. Uh, but yes, no, I, I think you're, you're right. Um, I mean, Arkansas was obviously very competitive this year going to Fayetteville. But, it, but it, no, I, I understand what you mean. Yes. Um, you're not. That's not an overwhelming schedule at this point by no means.
0: I, I guess my point is I, I think I think Lane Kiffin is going all in to making the playoff next year. I think I think that's what these moves are for. He's got these dudes returning. He's he's got an opportunity to again make the playoff, make the twelve team playoff. And I think he's doing every and he sees his schedule and I think he's doing everything possible to make that happen. So all right, Spence. Um that's enough transfer portal stuff. Uh, let's, uh, let's just touch on the SEC schedule for a second before we move to signing day. What kind of, I mean, what things stood out to you about that schedule? Because I had a couple of takes, but I, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts.
1: Well, um, you definitely get a, a lot of really cool this program going to this, this city. Uh, or this you know college campus texas is going to go to michigan yes and Bama's going to go to wisconsin madison's uh, scott van pelt always said madison's one of the best college football places in america
0: so i have be go- i'll be going to that game next year
1: oh very nice
0: ashley so to have will be taking me
1: very good so to have alabama one of the all-time programs in one of the all-time cities that's uh, that's got to be pretty cool. UCLA is going to come to Baton Rouge. Uh, Tennessee is going to Oklahoma. is going to go to Tuscaloosa, which we've seen that before. Uh, but either way, it's still going to be a big regular season game in Week Five. Oklahoma's going to go to Auburn. Can you imagine that as a, as a night game and having some sort of weird voodoo from from Jordan Hare Stadium with Oklahoma in the building, and and that's in Week Five as well. Uh, Georgia's going uh, to Austin, Texas for uh, for the Longhorns in Week Eight, uh, Oklahoma is going to go to the Grove in in uh, in Oxford, Mississippi. So Oklahoma at Auburn, and then and then in Week Nine, Oklahoma at Ole Miss. Florida's going to Austin to take on Texas. Bama's going to Oklahoma. So not only does Bama go to Wisconsin, Bama's also going to Oklahoma, and then for a trifecta. Oklahoma also goes to Baton Rouge for for college football. So Oklahoma's hitting some big—
0: Oklahoma Oklahoma got so— Like, there are three teams, I think, got boned in this. And Oklahoma is one of them.
1: I'm not crying. I'm not shedding any tears.
0: Uh,
1: Texas— And then we get the renewal of one of the great college football rivalries. Texas is going to— Texas a and in week 15. So as they should just some of those, yes, as, as they should. So there were a lot of those kind of individual games that ended up highlighting a lot of it just being, look who's going to Oxford or Baton Rouge or yeah. Austin or look who's going. And that was one of the cool things about all this. And the big Ten's going to have that as well. Look who's look who's traveling. I mean, and anytime we can get big time college football games on big time college campuses, that's a good thing. Yeah. And boy, those I just rattled off, you know, what felt like 20, not 20, but, uh, you know, almost 15 games there. Yeah, that um, that should be a lot of
0: fun. So to to chime in on that, my thing was I, I think I t- even texted you this. The out of conference games. Is what blew me away in this because there are a couple of these games that I knew about, but there were others that I completely forgot about. You already mentioned Alabama at Texas, or I'm sorry, Alabama at Wisconsin. Spencer, Arkansas goes to Oklahoma State. Auburn is going to Cal, and and they're like I know that some be like, oh, no big deal there, like or I'm sorry, they they have Cal coming to them which i just think is really cool my uh florida starts the season against miami at home then uh in the middle of the season they have sent, they have ucf coming to town like those are like florida has the toughest schedule of anybody in the conference um in my opinion just a well we'll talk about that in a minute um georgia uh, obviously starts the season with clemson um Kentucky is is playing is playing Southern Miss. Nothing nothing really big there for them, but they get Louisville at the end of the season. LSU though is someone who pointed is was pointed out to me. They start the season in Las Vegas against Southern Cal. Spencer then three weeks later they have UCLA coming to town. Okay. Mississippi State is going to Tempe, Arizona. Um, Missouri is playing Boston College at home. Um. You know, you already talked about Oklahoma, who gets to play Tulane again this year, or gets to play Tulane this year, which I'm looking forward to. South Carolina, you know, they play Clemson every year, so you're probably not going to get a tougher out-of-conference game for that. Um, Tennessee is going to Charlotte to play NC State. Texas, like you said, is going to Ann Arbor. Texas A&M, Spencer, I, I don't know if you mentioned this one. I, I just may have missed it. They have Notre Dame coming to town.
1: Well, I did miss that. Yeah, that is a good one.
0: They have Notre Dame coming to town, and Vanderbilt In has— yeah, in week one, and then and then and Vanderbilt has te- Virginia Tech coming to town. These this week two, this week one and week two games are gonna be freaking special this year. And this is just one conference. There are so many other out of conference games that'll come out over the over the next couple months when these seasons start. Dude, I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. I, I thought this schedule, the way they handled it, the way they made a big deal about it or released it the way they did, I thought it was brilliant. I, I really enjoyed it. Did did you enjoy that, too? Or did you kind of just see it on Twitter once it all released?
1: I think I pretty much saw it on Twitter once it all released. But anytime you can do fun, fun way of putting schedules out, it, it's a surprisingly interesting little niche of the NFL season when they mm-hmm. put their schedules out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a surprising, fun thing to do for your fan bases and to just get excited about the season. And here's this fun little graphic and we're going to use it to talk trash about the Gators or, you know, whoever it is. It, it can be a surprisingly little fun thing to do during what is at, I mean, especially at this point, you're, you're, you're done with the season you just wrapped up and here's an opportunity to do something uh, to get ready for next year.
0: So um, before we move on to this, I just want to ask like, whose schedule did you see and say immediately holy crap sucks to be them
1: uh florida oklahoma were two two that we've uh, that we've already mentioned uh, i think i don't i mean outside i know we said old miss kind of gets a little bit of a, a a break but again that can turn on a dime in a heartbeat for Ole Miss. I mean, LSU, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Georgia, that's a run for them over a, those are four games over five weeks that could turn out to be really, really tough. Um, so ultimately, and, and this is a good thing about the schedule, and that's something I think the SEC wants and plenty of other people want as well, it's all tough. Nobody's skirting by, and, and, and it'll fluctuate because like I said, Ole Miss, could end up with a tough run there of LSU, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Georgia. Somebody else could ease up a little bit because of a tough run might turn flat because those couple of, of opponents weren't all predicted to be that uh, that that bad of a run. Um, Alabama certainly got something I think that they maybe wanted. Uh, they're they're looking at a whole bunch of SEC East teams on their schedule. Georgia on the twenty eighth, October fifth against Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee, Missouri. That's almost the entire SEC East yeah. right there for for all for Alabama, which is something they've wanted this entire time.
0: So I agree with you. I, I think Florida, I think Florida has a tough schedule of everybody of anybody. Um, and, and for me, it's it's not really it's not really close because of what Florida has. In the fi- in the final five weeks of the season. Um. I mean, even before that, Spencer, like it's not even fair. Like, just they have one easy game the whole season, and that's that's freaking Stanford, Samford. The rest of the season, they're <laughs> they play Miami, they have A and M, they have Mississippi State by week. Then they have Central Florida, who again is a really good team. They're in Knoxville. Then they have Kentucky come to town. Then they have a bye week, and then here's their five week stretch at the end. They go. They got the. They have the cocktail party. They go to Texas. They have LSU, Ole Miss, and then Florida State. Man, what the deuce?
1: That's a that is a tough spot, no doubt about it. And I don't know Miami's going to be ripping and roaring to start the season. Texas AM's gonna be, you know, with their new coach and their new, they're gonna be fired up in a different way with a whole bunch of talent. Yeah, this is uh that there for Florida is gonna be quite uh quite the run.
0: And then the and then Spencer, Spencer, I got I gotta point it out. I I think Georgia has one of the hardest schedules as well um
1: Clemson yeah Clemson Texas Tech Kentucky off Bama Auburn Mississippi State Texas off Florida Ole Miss Tennessee UMass Tech
0: it's it's really just what, what makes this schedule hard is the away games the away games just make this schedule so hard you know, they play, they play Clemson in Atlanta. That's a home game for the most part. They, then they go, they're at Kentucky, they're at Alabama, they're at Texas and they're at Ole Miss. Like that's just rough.
1: Yeah. And you do have the, of the two schools, you do have always the longer trip to Jacksonville, which again, it's, it's not a big plane flight down to Jacksonville, but Nonetheless, you've got to get on the plane. You've got to load the plane. You've got to schedule the plane. You've got to all those things. So, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, What did you think of Texas's run?
0: Um, Oh, just their schedule in general. Yeah. Um,
1: Sorry, they didn't get completely bamboozled. I don't think.
0: No, it's just it's just the it's the at Michigan. They kinda they kinda got it easy, I mean, bro. They
1: don't pull that yeah, they don't pull LSU Alabama. They don't pull Missouri they Tennessee. Don't pull Tennessee. They don't they pull don't. Missouri. They don't I mean they that was do have Georgia. That was something Oklahoma I was happy about. A&M.
0: That was something yeah. I was happy about with Georgia, by the way, is that Georgia didn't get Missouri next year. Yeah. Um I don't mind taking a break from them. Yeah. Um yeah. Man. Whew. Okay. Um Spencer recruiting rankings all right we have signing day coming up um in in two days time uh, you're listening to this on Monday you'll probably be listening you, your I'm sorry we're recording this Monday night you'll probably be hearing this on Tuesday so in the next 24 hours Sunday is going to be happening um, there's a lot of flipping already going on um, just today we have uh, and, and we're, we're not only going to cover Georgia here we're going to cover nationally because I just love this stuff so much even though it's making my freaking head hurt with all of the NIL stuff and with all the transfer portal stuff um, uh, uh, Four star running back Jordan Lyle um, has flipped his commitment ahead of signing day, has flipped from Ohio State to Miami, um, which was a really big deal. We already talked about Oregon. Uh, we already talked about Oregon getting uh, Dante Moore from the portal. Um, Four star edge guy Deshaun Ross um, has committed to Alabama. He decided to commit um, early. Um, he'll sign on Wednesday. Um, and he picks them over Kansas State, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. Uh, I don't want to cover transfer stuff yet. Um, or any more. A uh, four-star tight end, Amari Winston, is going to Texas. He picks them over Ohio State. We already talked about Dylan Rayola. Um, four-star, uh, Carlin Jones, uh, defensive lineman, was expected to go to Alabama, Spencer, and he decides to go to USC earlier today. Um, Florida. And I know I'm throwing a lot at you but this one is the one I want you to react to. Florida loses another five-star safety Xavier Felisemy, Filsemy flips from Florida to Texas. Sister, that's been happening a lot for Florida.
1: And yeah, it seems like Florida's having to uh to hold on to some players
0: for dear um, life. Where are yeah. they at now? I gotta find them. They're still top five. Oh, they're they're ten. They're ten now. Ten now. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're you're still right. I'm sorry. I I wasn't trying to. I was not trying to correct. No, no, no,
1: you're fine. I was looking at. I was looking at uh, old information. Um. But yeah, you're you're trying to hang on to uh, L.J. McCray, D.J. Lagway, the big time quarterback. They may lose Marius
0: Williams. Like it's expected that they lose Marius Williams too, Spencer.
1: And then Auburn's been snatching everybody from everybody.
0: Jeez, they have. So, I mean,
1: everybody. Hold, you know, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide. <laughs> I mean, Auburn's coming oh, through.
0: Oh. And Spencer, I said it. I said it a year ago, or I said I said it this offseason I said yeah. Auburn was coming for everything, and and Auburn has taken from Georgia. They've taken from Bama. They've taken from Florida. They continue to take now. To that point, let me look and see where they're at heading into to Wednesday as far as recruiting rankings. If my computer will quit being dumb, they're 11 right now, um, in the recruiting rankings. They're expected to flip a couple more guys. They have they're they're sitting at two five stars right now. Uh, Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, dude. Like, let me tell you all something. You want to nerd out about some wide receivers that are not named Jeremiah Smith? Jeremiah Smith is the number one recruited wide receiver in the country. He is expected to sign with FSU expected to but Auburn's trying to flip him same for KJ Bolden because they've got that Apple money they've got so much money um but Auburn also has a four-star Demarcus Riddick who's coming in and Jamonte uh, Waller they've just got dude on dude on dude that is coming in and here is my only thing though Spencer and and I think I think this is probably going to get answered in the transfer portal. Possibly. They don't have a quarterback. They do not have a quarterback in this class. Um, I mean, well, they have Walker White. They, I'm sorry, they do not have a quarterback coming into this season that anyone's like, ooh, that, that guy.
1: And so, in some ways, you know, you can look to the NFL. The NFL is, there are patterns from time to time at the pro level. Go and get all the other pieces. It's it, You know, in, in, one, in one sense, go get your quarterback and build around him. I think that was the old school way to do it. And now it's kind of like, go get all the other pieces and then try to draft your quarterback. And I think a lot of it has to do with the salary cap and money and whatnot. But ultimately, go build the, the really nice, fancy thing and then add the quarterback last. Yeah. And, and boom. Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady is a, is a nice example of that. albeit through the, oh, free uh, the
0: Rams. The Rams did it.
1: Yeah. With, yes. You're right. With, uh, with, with Matthew Stafford. So that's a, that's a thing out there in the NFL these days. And perhaps that's what Auburn's looking at. I mean, heck Georgia won national championships with Stetson Bennett. Who's, you know, he, he was what a fourth, fifth round pick in, in the NFL. So, I mean, he's a, he's a guy, the NFL is going to take a shot on, but, he was not a projected, all you know, NFL player coming out of high school. So, they went and built a Taj Mahal, and then they went and got the the right uh, or a Ferrari, if you will, and then they went and got the right driver. So, uh, maybe maybe Auburn is in a similar position. We're going to go build the car, and we'll get the driver when the right driver comes along.
0: I'm just trying to look at real quick. Um player rankings um just current commits um current uncommitted players I'm trying to find them. player rankings okay so right now going into go, going into signing day in the next 24 hours again depending on when you listen to this all all top man there's jeez there's so many players that are already committed um of the top fifty or uh, of the top fifty-one players, only two are not currently committed. However, it is expected. Um, by the way, Jeremiah Smith is commit. I, I spoke incorrectly. He he is currently committed to Ohio State. He is expected to flip to FSU. Um, you can, I'm just going to do the top ten. You got Jeremiah Smith who who may be flipping. You got Dylan Raela who just flipped. You got Ellis Robinson who is at practice. Pra- he is at Georgia practice practicing this week. You've got DJ Lagway, who is expected to sign, but you just don't know, like you were talking about a minute ago. Uh, Williams, no, Warneri, um, he's on Flip Watch. LJ McCray, again, another Florida player that you kind of just don't know. Justin Scott, fully expected to sign. Cam Coleman, expected to sign. Justin Williams, he's at practice with Georgia right now. Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams is a name for those Bama fans out there. I know you're listening, Emily. Here's, here's for you, even though I hate talking about Bama. Uh, Ryan Williams is, uh, he is currently committed to Alabama. He was, uh, a 2025 recruit Spencer. And actually the funny thing is he was, um, he, Georgia wanted him to re wanted him to reclassify into 2024. He originally said no and committed to Alabama as a 2025 commit. And then just two weeks ago, he reclassifies, and so now he's actually expected, though, to go to Auburn. If you, if you, if you all didn't watch on SEC Network this past weekend, he was actually at an Auburn basketball game, and the entire crowd was cheering his name while he was in the stands watching the game. So, not manipulation at all. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh. Um, and so Spencer, like there, there are, and then you got KJ Bolden, um. Uh, the, the five-star safety one of the best safety prospects um, in a very long time he is currently committed to fsu but auburn and georgia are trying to flip him um so there's just a lot that is could possibly happen on signing day i'm so glad that i don't have school and i'm getting on tomorrow's my last day of the semester because wednesday i just get to sit down and just dial in um is there like i know that this I know you like recruiting. You, you know, you're not, you don't like it as much as I do. Is there something you're looking forward to come, coming into this weekend or to, to into uh, Saturday or Wednesday?
1: No, I just want everybody to have fun, you know, I just okay. hope everybody, I hope everybody has a good time and uh, all, all the kids make the right decisions. Mm. Like, like I say, it's, it's, it's hard to get excited. Uh, this is the, this is the point to get the most excited. Usually, mm-hmm. but now even that seems to be taken from me. Just because my mind, maybe it's the cynicism—I don't know—but it's like, well, they're gonna just—they're just gonna transfer after a year, you know? Yeah, we're gonna just do this all over again next year with a lot of these guys. So yeah. it's kind of—it's—it's it's hard to get excited because even if it's two years from now, well, well, it's a chance—the majority of these guys are transferring, and maybe that's wrong, whether it's Georgia or it's whoever else. Maybe it's wrong that it's a large majority of or the majority of, Um, but it still feels like, excuse me, it feels like you might be in a spot where 15 percent, 25 percent. Like that sounds like something we're going to start tracking at some point. What percentage of each recruiting class ends up transferring? Whether it's a year or two years, that feels like something you're going to go back and do with recruiting classes kind of like how you do with draft classes like re redrafting mm. that draft class yeah i wonder if that's a a thing that comes up i don't mean to be a buzzkill i just no it's, no no
0: It's uh, one Spencer, of the reasons
1: I, I have a hard time latching on
0: i literally just got out of my mouth a few minutes ago saying it's getting really tiring trying to keep up with everything and okay. and i i said it at lunch the other day with my friends that well, you know we're sitting there just talking and of course I'm i'm nerding out while they're just wanting to have a casual conversation and i'm I'm making it all deep and complicated talking about college football um but i was just like talking about I, I can't remember who i was talking about i think i was talking about oh it's it's the conversation that you and i had last episode of these these quarterbacks and the quarterback development do you remember that conversation we had talking about like where is the development of quarterbacks coming from these bigger programs do you remember that okay and i was talking about that and, and and we were talking about th- this player going here and this player going there, and and one of my friends was like, "Rob, man, how do you how do you keep up with this stuff?" I was like, "Man, I really have started to take notes on my phone, and that's ridiculous. It's but it's it is starting to lose a little bit of its luster for me. It's fun to keep track of, and, and this has nothing to do. Man, I am in no way, shape, or form. I'm not. I'm not." going to try to be the old man on the porch man make the best decision for you if you were my child and you had an opportunity to be given a, a certain amount of money like to play for a school I, I would say take it in a heartbeat get your money get your get paid you have no idea when you're getting offered money again in your life like that but because of that, because of that ability to transfer now, and, and I, I don't know if you remember, but they have apparently opened it up to where, for right now, you can transfer more than once if you want. Um, it, it makes it hard as a fan, to even the most diehard fans, it's hard to keep up with everything because everything's so fluid, and there's so many things not wanting to make you stick to your commitment. There's no need there. There's no need for a commitment. What there needs to be is a contract. And and I yeah. think I, pro, I think and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean a soapbox, but. I think I think we we need to. We I think we need to head into or I think we're heading into a direction where a contract is going to have to be needed um, for these, uh, along with collective bargaining, along with fair deals for players. But I think I think we're at a point now where we may need to be getting closer to contracts to make it actually possible to keep up with all this crap that's going on each and every week.
1: Yeah, and it and it goes back to and All all roads lead to the same thing of college football breaking away. And Chip Kelly just got done saying something earlier this week about
0: oh man, he was football so spot needs on. to be its
1: own. Yep, football needs <sighs> to be its own thing. And this is part of it because it's you're going to start or you already have like coaches having their jobs on the line just think of the the new guy that's got to take over Oregon State and the and the position he's about to walk into with all those players exiting or maybe it's Brent Venables at Oklahoma with all those players exiting and a lot of them going over with Lincoln Riley and, and whatever so you end up coaches are end up in this spot and they have voices too these mm. players are, are, are getting a chance to make their voices known. Well, these coaches are able to come back and, and scream and shout as well and pound the table as well and say, we, we, we would like some job security here, too, because it's not just Brent Venables, the head coach, who's making millions of dollars. But a lot of times if Brent Venables gets fired, Kirby gets fired or whoever gets fired at the head coaching oh, position, don't you a lot of those that. assistants are out. Don't well, you see you, you just get what I mean. A lot <laughs> I, of those assistants yeah. are right. So a lot of those assistants are out as well and those guys that are only making a handful of thousands of dollars or whatever it is. So I say all of that to say, yes, contracts are going to be needed because coaches can't be in this position year in and year out where they're having to remake the roster all over again. Fifteen players in the transfer portal? For one thing at Georgia, that's one thing. Georgia can replenish that much better than Middle Tennessee State can or yes. Oregon State can. So, yes, contracts, things where, hey, if you're going to sign these deals, you stick around for a little while. The other thing I think that's going to be important for players to realize is the dip, How how big a difference is it from your $25,000 deal over here versus the $35,000 deal over there. Okay, that's $10,000. And yeah, you don't ever you you don't want to try to leave $10,000 on the on the table. But if your heart is over here and it's a better fit at the $25,000 offer, it's it's not a it doesn't have to be a one-time $25,000, right? Like you can go yeah. to that place and you can keep working on it. And you can build a relationship with whoever that 25 is coming from, whether it's a sponsor or whatever, and maybe that money can increase. You can grow that relationship where that money's coming from and make another $25,000 the following year or whatever. And it doesn't have to be, I need to make the most money right away. Go somewhere where you can build something. Because you can make money today, and, and then hey, there's a chance to make money again tomorrow, and then the next day, and then the next day. You don't have to go just wherever the big guarantee is, because making money can be an everyday thing, and yeah. you can you can build. Is I guess what I'm getting at.
0: No, absolutely. Now, you know, you, know, you know, I'll connect that to Dylan Rayola. Like I think it's absolutely cheesy that he wrote a poem, um, to announce where he cool. was going um did you read it yeah of course i read it i'm a i'm a a lit i'm a lit major what do you think man of course i read it um you want to read it uh, yeah hold on just give me a second oh i i have it right here
1: hold on i guess Uh, it's nice that christmas time is here and we got a poem and yeah just i just uh,
0: whatever i do your thing, man. Like I, I, I don't care that he went to Nebraska. Well, before I read this, like I, I do, his situation is is special. Like he has an opportunity again to go to where his dad went to school. He has an opportunity to, you know, I, I hate the way he words it because it, it's not a shot at Georgia, but like it just it's it's like a slight almost, you know. Um, and he gets to go and he gets to be the guy and he gets to be possibly a savior you know at, at a school which is what we talked about last week all right so here we go <clears throat> in the realm of college dreams where purposes take flight enter dylan Rayola, crafting his narrative in the, in the night once once lord by georgia where powerhouse glory gleamed yet nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed in the scarlet and cream. <laughs> Since you go, let me read it. You let me yeah, read it? go ahead. In the scarlet yeah. and cream where legacies entwine, Dylan, like Rogers, Rozier and Crouch, a hero in the line. You did not just, you know, it doesn't matter. No longer a cog. Yes, some, he did. No longer a cog in some powerhouse machine shot at Georgia, it sounds like. But a quarterback with an even grander ambition unseen. So fellow fans await with hope in the air for Dylan to choose his purpose to declare. In a weekend's decision, Destiny calls. To fulfill his purpose, where a new dynasty enthralls.
1: (sighs) Did he write it, or did somebody else write it? Because he refers to himself in the third person three different times there.
0: All right, I'm not going to say he wrote this, because I don't know the kid. I don't know what his grades are like, or anything like that. But this sounds like... As someone who reads high school writing all the time, this sounds like a high schooler wrote this, or Chat GPT wrote this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, all right, look, I, I would hope
1: somebody else wrote it and he thought, "Oh, that's very sweet and nice." Yeah,
0: maybe his maybe I'll, his mom wrote it out there. Maybe his mom wrote yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I. I just, just to call, call
1: yourself a hero and yeah. you put yourself in the same sentence with those other guys and just, you know, it just, ah, that's too much to put on your t- plate, kid. Tim Crouch is like one of the
0: greatest college. Go- it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But. It it, it frustrates it like it was it was not frustrating because I, I don't care. It It was just weird, but he's making a choice to your point. He's making a choice that is better for him in the long run. It because he's looking at it as, man, I get to if, if this if this hits, if my coach is telling me the truth, if if my coach gets the talent around me and he's promised to get me and I, I'm 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 making assumptions here. But if, he, if these things hit, then I'm going to be remembered the way my father is remembered at this school. You know, and, and like. No. And he no, you're right, he doesn't he doesn't have to come to Georgia. And be a cog in a powerhouse machine that's won two national titles in three years. Some <laughs> it, some powerhouse machine. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just it is what it is. Um, once Lord by Georgia, where powerhouse glory gleamed, like that's where that's what he said. Uh, what I and I want him to do well. I really do because absolutely because you know, yeah. because here's the thing. So many people have been so mean about all of this, and. So many fans like act so idiotic and ignorant, and they want to all of a sudden take shots at the kid just when there was rumors that he might decommit and and go to Nebraska. And then, and then all of a sudden people are going to point out the going to four, three or four different high schools in four years. No one cared. You didn't care about it before when he was committed to your school. Now all of a sudden when he's going to leave, now that matters. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't have mattered from the beginning but it's just it it's bad optics to not point out something whenever he's under your umbrella and then whenever he leaves all of a sudden say see this kid showed this problem all along no that's bullcrap man you you can't have you can't have it both ways um and and so that's just my normal like hey people quit being idiotic about 18 year old kids being fickle like (laughs) especially when a bunch of money is involved um All right, Spencer. That's all I got, man. I I just wanted to, you know, I wanted us to cover the schedule. I want us to cover all the Georgia stuff that's going on, which is obviously a lot. And I wanted us to talk about, um, you know, some, some of these other things, uh, I'm really looking forward to, um, to Wednesday. Like I said, I, I'm depending on what your schedule looks like, man, I may, I may try to do like a little recap on Wednesday night. Um, I the, I'm, I know we're doing this on the air. You don't have to give me an answer right now, but m- maybe we we can try to maybe do a recap if there's a bunch of stuff that happens. Um, which by the way, I do want to end with this though. Yes, Georgia lost Dylan Raiola. Georgia went from number one in the recruiting rankings to number one in the recruiting rankings. They're 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 going to be number one at the end of Wednesday, um, because Georgia has built that good of a class. So, um, I'm out. You you got anything else to add, Spencer? Don't. Um,
1: I think we're good to go and lots of, uh, lots of fun things ahead and lots of programs that are recruiting at a high level, Auburn stealing people, um, uh, Southern California stealing people and Michigan mm, being yeah. good and Texas and Miami all being r- good recruiters. That's a good thing for college football, but that also means Georgia's probably going to miss out on a player or two. Or yep. Alabama's going to miss out on a player or two, or whatever it is. Uh, ultimately, that's a good thing because the playing field is more even when more of the powerhouse programs are in on the recruiting. And at least at this moment, for now, a lot of powerhouse programs are on a good track when it comes to recruiting. So this is this is a good time for college football.
0: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe. to friends, one love, and that is college football. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Later.